Um, which which leads me to the topic of the quarterbacks who played last night and another quarterback who's up north, who everybody just wants to keep comparing these three guys and everybody about how the Chicago Bears really miss on not taking Mahomes or Watson. And it's like, listen, this is the only argument that you can make about why the Chicago Bears are stupid. And it's this one. You had a guy who played three years in college out of school. You had a guy who played three or four years in college out of school, won a Heisman and a national championship, and showed up to another one. And then you had a guy who played one year in school, didn't really do anything that year, and had a good combine. And you drafted that guy. That is the only thing that people should be talking about as far as why the Bears are stupid. Not why, not not because Mahomes has a Super Bowl and an MVP and Deshaun Watson is um, you know, supposed to be Mahomes like Russell Wilson like. You know what I'm saying? That Watson's going to be the next one. He's, I've seen it like everywhere. It's always like the bus guy by comparison. Like you know, yeah, Marcus Russell was a massive bust, but he's um, an even bigger bust when you realize that Calvin Johnson went right after him. And you realize that also Adrian Peterson went right after him. Right, right. Well, and that's, yeah. You compare those things and you, like, you, like, like that 2017 draft class will always go down in infamy. But also look at the 2018 draft class. Lamar Jackson was the fifth right. take, uh, quarterback taken in the first round. Baker was taken. Josh in. Rosen. Yeah, Josh Rosen is on Josh a Rosen practice Josh Rosen traded up for. Yeah. Josh Rosen was traded up for. So was and he doesn't even play for that team anymore. That team drafted a quarterback the next year. Like, yes, these things happen. And it's like, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to, yeah, those things happen too. And, like, that's all part of it. But it's, like, there's so much of a difference between all of these players. And it starts with where they went. Deshaun Watson immediately got hooked up with Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. And they had a pretty solid defense. Patrick Mahomes went to a team where the head coach immediately said, we're not starting him. Yeah, like... And and sat and sat behind one of the most frugal throwers I've ever seen play on TV, Alex Smith. <laughs> and, and it's like, and and then you see Mitchell Trubisky get thrown into the fire halfway through the season because Mike Glennon can throw three hundred yards a game with four with four interceptions and one touchdown. Like, and then with John Fox as your head coach. And everybody just – the Bears missed. No, the Bears didn't miss. The Bears just made a stupid decision by drafting him, yes, over Deshaun Watson, not Mahomes. You can argue that all day because of the national championship and the Heisman thing. It's blatantly obvious who you should take in that situation, and you didn't. And you traded up for him, no less. But that's it's the, the mere fact – I think that's the thing that – uh, that always like upsets, like, not really upsets, but it always like just makes people like casual fans just like stupid, you know. They always like go like that, you know. Well, you're gonna, well, you're gonna have those. It's always, but you have your Trubisky supporters too, who I know, I know plenty of Trubisky supporters who like hate Deshaun Watson and will try to find any way to say that Deshaun Watson is a good, and that will want to say that Mahomes is part of the system. And it's like, yes, to an extent, you are right, 
Patrick Mahomes is part of the system, but Patrick Mahomes came into that system talented. He came, he already had the arm strength. Patrick Mahomes has thrown 4,000 and 5,000 yard seasons already in college. So he didn't go into that system throwing 2,000 yards a season. He went into it already throwing the amount of yards he does. He just came into it with tools to do it. So yeah. he, he just he just had a great coach. That's it. Like that's like that's what people like great coaching. That's that's the difference between Mahomes and Trubisky and Watson and Trubisky is great coaching. The year after that, they got him the quarterback coach slash offensive coordinator for the guy for 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 the guy who was just there under Andy Reid with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. They gave him that head coach and Chase Daniel. And we're like, all right, he should be okay. <laughs> like, I love, like, I love Matt Nagy. I think he's a great coach in Chicago, but I think Mitch Trubisky's an awful quarterback for him. And it's really cramping his style. It's harsh and his mellow, man. It's not good for him. And I think that's why the Bears are starting Trubisky this year, because they know. I think, like, I think it was an ownership decision for sure, but or a general manager decision for sure. But it's like ultimately, and I know that Matt Nagy's come out and been like, "Oh, he won the camp," and it's like, listen, the logical decision is this: you traded up for this quarterback. You decided that you're not going to pay this quarterback because he obviously doesn't deserve it. You made the smart money decision for the first time in franchise history with the quarterback. Thank you, Chicago. <laughs> Finally. Right? But on, on top of that, the other two quarterbacks who were taken after him got paid over half a billion dollars in the past four months. Over half a billion dollars. And they've yet to pay this guy. So what do they have to do? Well, I guess we start him, and we we say, well, those guys between the two of them, they have over half a billion dollars. And well, do you want money too? We'll play some good football, or, or we're just gonna have this guy who won a Super Bowl come in for you, and he does really well when he has to replace guys. So either way, we win. I mean, that's how I see the situation in Chicago. This is probably actually a very – this is probably my only biased thing I might have <laughs> because that's, how much, like, that's just how much I hate that whole situation in Chicago with the quarterback right now. I just think it's so bad because it's not Trubisky's fault. It's not his fault the Bears did that. It, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to repeat something Colin Coward said, and this is like the only thing I've actually agreed with Colin Coward, and that is the, Bear, the Bears – traded up to draft basically that kitchen knife that can cut through a quarter. You know, that dumbass appliance yeah. item. Well, they don't need that at all. Like, no. they, they don't need a knife that can cut through a quarter because that doesn't that doesn't win football games basically. And no. Here you are just like sitting around just like, well, I don't really need it now and I kind of want to, you know, win something. So it's like you're they're like caught in a frustrating, frustrating situation where it's like, right? They, you have no choice. Like they, like you know, they bought blue furniture when it doesn't look good, and they continue to kind of make excuses by buying more blue furniture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they buy a whole bunch of different colored pillows to throw them on the couch to cover it yeah, up. Exactly. Like, yeah. And, and but also, you're not going to start Nick Foles, who does an awful job starting a season. By the way, we've seen that. <laughs> But, but yeah, we've all seen it. But you're not going to start Nick Foles anyway and risk that he's bad. You just can't. 
because what happens is if true like as i mean as i'm as the past two years has told us around midseason he gets hurt if Mitchell, I posted about this. I talk about this all the time. So if the, if Trubisky can somehow get the Bears four wins by say week ten, right? If he can just get them at least four wins by the time he gets hurt or replaced by that, it, like so he last year twenty eighteen he had no problem scoring points. Twenty nineteen I don't know what the hell happened, but he couldn't score anything. So if, so if twenty twenty is like twenty nineteen, just win four games. That's it. That's all he has to do. Before you get benched, before you get hurt, Nick Foles can come in and do the rest. Nick Foles can, and, and that's Nick the only way the Bears. Like, well, I mean, that's I mean, I mean, in an ideal world, that would be that would be right there. Like, right at the top. The, well, if, if, if history, if history tells us anything with how Nick Foles works, yeah. that's how the that's how the Bears win a Super Bowl, and and then in the next decade, basically, that's it. Like this is their only time. Other than that, like if this doesn't happen this year, then the Bears are pretty much toast. Unless Trubisky just works out somehow, which I really, I really highly doubt that happens. So which which leads me to which leads me to going in to our weekly predictions. And I'm gonna start with Chicago and Detroit. Because while we're on Trubisky, also I'm gonna talk about why he's gonna have a good game and why I'm upset about it. And here's why. Well, okay. So we all know that what Detroit is is it zero and four against the Bears the past two years. It is yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So so are the Vikings. I'm pretty sure. Um, so let's see. So that basically means that Trubisky has is like undefeated against the Lions, even though I know. I know he didn't play in the Thanksgiving game in 2018. And he, he didn't play against the Lions in one game last year, right? Uh, he didn't play. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, he didn't play in the. It was the Thanksgiving either, game uh, in 2018. He didn't play. Yeah. Chase I know. I know Chase Daniel played that game because I think that game Eddie Jackson had to seal with a pick. Six. Yeah. And um, last year's Thanksgiving, Trubisky was playing. So. Okay. So what? So, but I know. So I, was it then the. Basically, yeah. Okay, so um, Trubisky does a good job, obviously, against Detroit, or so it has been. Um, And if Detroit doesn't have Okuda playing and they don't have Tracy Walker playing, well, that obviously is just going to mean that that basically the outside, Allen Robinson is going to have a heyday. If those if those cornerbacks aren't playing, at least how I see it, at least how history tells me what the Bears is, um, I kind of even though I still have the Lions winning this game, only because I think the Lions' offense is is good, even if Kenny Galladay does not play. I still think the Lions' offense is really good. They start off really good to start the season, and the Bears are probably not going to have Robert Quinn playing, which means the Lions don't know how to stop that defense without somebody else on the other side because Leonard Floyd wasn't worth anything. <laughs> so I have I have faith in the Lions at home week one against Chicago without Robert Quinn, but I don't have faith in a defense without DBs, meaning I don't like it's a toss up. I have the game entirely as a toss up, even though I still find Detroit favorable as long as they have one of those cornerbacks. Plumbing. Okay, so the interesting thing about the cornerback situation is um, uh, 
jeez. Okay, so they are looking to not be playing Jeff Okuda right away. And I've already been vocal about who my team is, but I feel like this is a good thing. But it's a good thing. Oh, I do too. I think it's good for. I don't. I don't. I never want to play a rookie right away. I think it's good down the road. Ever. I do not think it's good for week one. Like, not against Chicago. If it was against Tampa, if it was like Tampa or, you know, one of your bigger games against one of the NFC South teams, like Tampa, New Orleans, for sure, I would have been like, yeah, you're not, yeah, sit this one out. Like, we're not going to have you go up against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin or Julio or, you know what I'm saying? Like, but no, it's like, all right, nah, sit this one out. We're not going to have you go against Anthony Miller. It's like, well, I can, I can do that, right? He might have a really good, he could, he might have a really good game, though, against Anthony Miller. But then again, though, he, he, he may not. That's the biggest thing. Um, as a, as a fan of the team, I remember Darius Slay in his rookie season. My my man got toasted so hard in his rookie season over and over, and he was literally so bad that they did bench him. And hey, like he, I mean, it was basically like um, just they threw him straight into the fire, and they were like, "All right, go for, go swim." Try to learn how to swim, and like they threw him in the deep. Look at Kyle Fuller. This look at Kyle Fuller. Prime, he literally the Bears drafts him in the first round. That like that rookie year, he had like three interceptions and he had two in one game, and that was it. And then Chicago like was like, we're not going to pay you going into 2018. And Green Bay was like, well, we're going to pay him. And they were like, ah, we're going to match it and come back. We don't want you going over there. <laughs> and and then Kyle Fuller was like, you know what? I'm going to play football, guys. And I don't know where he became like the leading leading guy in interceptions and one of a top 10 corner. And you're like, what? So I know what it's like. Yeah, of course, Darius Slay is going to get burnt. It's going to happen. Jeff Okuda is going to get burnt. Everybody gets burnt. So that um, that that. Um with like slay it's the reason why it took him like four years to actually become good it's because he had those mental errors yeah those like mental lapses in his judgment they just kept popping up because he kept like seeing yeah like you're you're not always it's like the like term of like seeing ghosts you know it's like seeing like past mistakes so they're trying to take you're not you're never gonna get Darrell revis right away you're never gonna get Darrell revis right well not everybody's you know what i'm saying Everybody's coming right in, and they're just solid, like locking everybody down. Like the thing, Okuda plays so similar to Revis, and that's that's the reason why I'm so excited for him is because he could be like the, this generation's Darrell Revis, and it's really exciting to think about. Well, but I gotta I gotta tamper down on Kool Aid, man. <laughs> yeah. So point is that um, you made a good point with Tracy Walker, however. I don't understand why the hell they are not paying, putting their starting safety in at starting. Like, it's blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, there should be no reason your best safety should be on the bench. Like, I get it. You traded for no, Deron Harmon. Pretty but, like, Yeah, he didn't. He allowed a good, like, passer rating, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. He's still developing. This is his third year. You know, in the league, and he looks to right take that second, like that that leap. But apparently, they're not going to start him right away, which is upsetting. But yeah, it's the the thing is about. Uh, I think the starting corners for Detroit Week One is going to be Desmond Trufant, 
I don't know if he's going to be lined up with Allen Robinson. He may or may not. Either way, uh, second corner, or basically the opposite corner of Trufant, is going to be Amani Orari. This dude is... Uh, I don't know. He, he, he showed a lot of promise. He needs to get better like ball hawking skills, but he looks to be really good. Like he had, he had a really beautiful interception from Aaron Rodgers. Like in his. Cowboys twenty seven twenty four. Wire. Um, I think. Didn't the Cowboys get uh Greg Zerline? Yeah, that's the. I think Greg Zerline's gonna have like a cherry on top, like field goal win. I feel like it's just gonna be poetic, um, or it's gonna be. Mwah, beautiful. I kind of find it doubtful with the fact that both these teams just have a lot of good receivers. Um, the C- oh, the Seahawks-Falcons game, I also kind of had really close, 27-23. Um, so, and then what? We have Titans-Broncos, which is going to be – that I had that game originally, Broncos 28, Titans 21. And all these are around plus or minus three, so these are just kind of ballpark. Um, and – now, obviously, with Corton Sutton maybe not playing and Von and Von Miller missing the season, I, I think that I'm going to change that. I, I might even just flop the score, maybe even put the Broncos down. It might be 28-17 now. Um, it's even though I, I'm still very interested to see how Drew Locke's going to play with um, all these receivers that he has who aren't Cortland Sutton. Um, Steelers Giants game. Steelers Giants game. I think is going to be an easy win for Pittsburgh. Their defense is there. Big Ben is back. Obviously, um, the Giants defense isn't exactly favorable. Um, the, though their offense looks very young and up and coming. Um, I, I got that game twenty seven seventeen Steelers. Um, and then I think that's. That's really it as far as like those games go. Uh, oh, Packers Vikings, Packers Vikings, real quick. Um, I got down to 31 30 Packers. I mean, I feel like that game is going to be really, really close all game long. I, I, I feel like it is too. It's, it's either going to be like one or the other. I have a feeling it's going to be like something similar to what we saw last year with like uh, Green Bay just, three game. Like, yeah, like they just like put up all the points right away, and then Minnesota turns its way back. Yeah, they yeah. just stop playing on offense, and it's either going to be like that, or it's going to be like a slug fest, like fight to the death, right? Know, trading touchdowns back and forth, you know, like yeah, it's then... going to be interesting. Well, if Dalvin Cook plays, period. But it's going to be interesting to see. Green Bay's new defense against a run offense, like because that was obviously the Achilles heel of all the defenses in the NFC North last year was Dalvin Cook. So basically, um, um oh yeah, um, Daniel Hunter, he he's was playing. placed on, yeah, he's placed on IR, so he's going to be missing three weeks of the season. Well, they and they still have this. I mean, obviously they have Unique and Gakwe who they just traded for, but they still have solid players on that defensive front that's going to be able to take the day i don't think uh, obviously missing daniel hunter is going to suck but i don't think it's going to hurt the vikings um i the vikings it's these in these both these nfc north games their division matchup matchups for week one they're both going to be toss-up games they're either going to be really low scoring 
or they're going to be both games are going to be going over 20 points. So, um, either way, I'm down for it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be crazy. I'm kind of, uh, to be honest, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed because division games in the NFC North to like open up the season, like, has been happening with Chicago and Green Bay the past three years now. And they, Chicago and Green Bay both opened up to each other the past two years. And now they're opening up to the other two rivals in their divisions. So it, to me, I'm like, uh, it's just kind of annoying to see now. I'm like, can they just play anybody else? you know, to open up a season. So, um, especially like seeing Green Bay and Minnesota, I hate watching those games. I hate when that's the primetime game. I'm like, uh, who wants to watch this game? <laughs> you know, because it's like, you know how it's going to end. You know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is just going to do some cool stuff and he's going to win the game. Um, uh, I got Cardinals 49ers uh, down also to the wire. I got Cardinals 24 and then 49ers 23. I think Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald and Andy Isabella and Kenyon Drake and uh, 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 I can't remember the backup running back right now, but that guy, I mean, seriously, like he just has so many weapons. They have, they have a really good defense Um San Francisco lost a lot of key players on that offense, and they've just been kind of re- trying to replace them left and right. And also the guys that they've gotten to replace them are getting hurt too. So uh, that's what happens when you trade a first-round pick for a guy you're not going to pay money to. Uh, that guy's Emmanuel Sanders. Um, and so it's I think the 49ers are going to kind of have a, a tough time um, on offense scoring. Uh, maybe not though. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. But that's the, that's I, the thing. I, like, as I see things, I don't. I don't think it's it's a, it's, a, it's a totally different offense with like minus the quarterback, the line, and like a receiver. Other than that, like other than that, the one, the one solid running back, or maybe, or I know, I, what is it? Uh, Tevin Coleman is like the third string running back, and Tevin mm-hmm. Coleman was a stud last year on that offense. So I don't know. Um, and then Bucks Saints, obviously, we have uh, we have the false god of Tom Brady uh, <laughs> in, in Tampa Bay. Uh, the false god. Play, <laughs> uh, playing the Saints, um, obviously, opening up in New Orleans, which is going to be already a huge advantage for the Saints. People want to say that the Buccaneers have the best offense, so I'm here to correct you on that. They don't. The Saints do because they have Emmanuel Sanders now. And they have Alvin Kamara. Yes, they you yes, they got Leonard Fournette, but still, like it's I that the Saints as a team as a whole is still better than the Buccaneers. Yeah, the, as, the Buccaneers have a lot of new additions. A yes. lot they gained they Ooh. retained a lot of players. Yeah. Yeah. Plus they're all like, you know, sure, Brady, he he was he still put up good numbers with a terrible offense, uh, like Terrible offensive weapons, besides maybe Julian Edelman, but he yeah. still led the league in drops. You know, like, but at the same time, like you know, you you have Tom Brady. He's forty. Well, they miss. You have the fossilized remains of Gronk. Right. Okay? Like you have Leonard Fournette, and you he barely average three point nine yards. Yeah. Between like, all four of those guys, they missed seventy-seven total football games. Yeah. There's so so how many so how many games are you going to get all of these players playing at the same time this season? Because I guarantee you, it's not all of them. Yeah, exactly. Like, not sixteen. 
it's like people like people are missing that, and the Saints have a team that that doesn't happen to. The Saints, aside from Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees last year, but the year before that, we didn't see that. You know what I mean? That was like last year. Just that they just ran upon bad luck. They still were able to make it to the playoffs. So because they're still a complete team, you, and you saw you saw what happened. Even even their backups were able to come in. Latavius Murray and Teddy Bridgewater were able to come in and make it. So when Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees came back, they were winning. So not a lot of teams can do that. Um, I think the Saints are immediately favorable only because they're just a complete team and they're at home. Um, and the false guy, um, Brady, is just in an offense that uh, – and an offense that a guy who threw 30 interceptions in also threw 5,000 yards and led the league in passing in. It's like a duh – like, like Tom, like Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay knowing that it was like a hookup. Like, obviously, obviously he did. Obviously he went in knowing. And it's like, but now he's gonna like go in, and everybody thinks he's gonna win another Super Bowl. And if he does, it's gonna be like BS, man. You got that seventh Super Bowl. It's rigged. Like, yeah, it's you, rigged. you just, I say it's you, yeah, you literally just like joined a team that was stacked to the brim and like. Got them to, and like, the Super Bowl is in Tampa. Like you cannot tell me that isn't rigged. <laughs> I don't know. It's all. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't know. I don't like it either. But but it's, it's an interesting storyline. Yeah. I I do agree with you. I do think it's going to be a high scoring affair mainly because that would get good ratings. If it's like if it is like a ten to six like slugfest of defense, nobody's going to watch that game. Like I, yeah. I promise, nobody is gonna care about that game because everybody who has their fantasy guys in there are just gonna turn the TV off. Anybody who really wanted to watch Brady and Breeze, they're just gonna watch it. Like they're gonna like change to a different game because they want to actually see offensive score points. Yeah, but I do feel like because of the weakened like defense, like the Saints do have a good defense. But they also have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, right? You know, and <clears throat> like they you know, still Howard and Leonard Fournette and Peyton Barber and Gronkowski and Cameron Bray and I know, I know, but I just, I just think it's still. I, I do agree with you. Like you know, it's going to be high scoring. Like, it's going to be high. Yeah, I, I just high scoring game, but I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think. You see, I've come around. I've come around in life after like come six solid years of just hating Tom Brady. I've learned. Well, if I keep hating him, he's just he's. It's not going to go away. Like he's still going to right magical stuff out of his butt. But like he is apparently like the like he's going into week one as the underdog for like the first time in five years. Of, yeah. Whatever. I, I still. I. I still. Whatever. I, yeah, I, I agree like, with you. I, I just like I, who I, who cares? Does everybody just want to forget the fact that he was just on a team that had the same coaches practically the entire time he was there? And people forget that. People like Tom Brady was selected by the Patriots. You know what I mean? Like Tom, like the Patriots made Tom Brady. Tom Brady would have literally been nobody had he not been pa- drafted by them. He was just the right guy at the right time. They didn't need to get anybody else. They didn't need to really pay a lot of money for him or anything. 
He just knew how to play the game. And if, as long as they kept him healthy, he could he could lead the league in passing in some years and take you to a Super Bowl. As long as you kept him healthy and as long as you kept him safe, right? Mm-hmm. It's a simple formula for football. It's a simple formula for winning. Like, it wasn't – like, Tom Brady didn't change the game. Like, when I watched Tom Brady growing up, I never got excited. But when I watched Peyton Manning, I did because Peyton Manning's spending 38 seconds blabbing to all 10 other players on that field with him in the same uniform. Like, Tom Brady. That's a very good point. Like, when you, like, this is like a a rabbit hole, but we'll we'll be ending off of this shortly. Um, When when I think of Tom Brady, I do not think, like, I do think of like the like kind of like master like kind of like assassin like moniker of like you know just commanding ten other men like you know yeah this is what you're doing this is how you do it you're gonna do it my way or the highway you know and now Peyton Manning was based yeah Peyton Manning was literally head coach uh, quarterback player and GM yeah on the football field like <clears throat> well it I was think literally I, everything at once I think I've said meanwhile before on here. But one of my favorite pictures in sports history was, um, I think it was the year after they lost the Super Bowl to the Seahawks or that same year that they were going into that, one or the other. Um, but it's Peyton Manning soaking his ankle like in a hot tub with his helmet on and an iPad with the playbook. And the and he was listening to the practice and reading the playbook while not participating. <laughs> you know, like 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 that's like to me like that picture's like Jordan like like on the floor crying with the trophy. You know what I'm saying? Or like that like that for sports like to me because it's like whoa did Tom Brady do that? Like I'm sure to his. I know Tom Brady's like a freak of nature to the like the way he treats his body and whatnot, which you have to be in in his age, which is why Peyton Manning declined. You know the the way he the way he was treated not only as a quarterback but also the way he, like he treated his own. You know, but it's way differently the diet and everything that Tom Brady does. It's really strict. Um, and but still, either way, they're totally different football players, and one is easy to idolize, and the other one is really easy to hate. The other guy's always won. The other guy's won, but, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of like Woody and Buzz. You know what I'm saying? Like, Woody's really cool, oh, and you've had him your whole, and you've had him your whole life. You've had him your whole <laughs> life, right? And you know he's you know he's trustworthy, but here's this other guy who lights up and his wings pop out and he has this poppable visor and he has a laser arm or, you know, he has like, you know what I mean? You're like, Oh, like what toy do I play with? You know, I don't know. I just got this really cool toy, but I love Woody. Like, that's how I feel like this whole argument. That's this whole Tom Brady being the goat argument is, is it's like you having, you having your, your Andy, and you had Woody, and you just now got Buzz for your birthday. You're in the first episode of Toy Story before it gets heartbreaking. <laughs> or so it's, it's it's such a good comparison because like <clears throat> when, whenever I think about Tom Brady, all I think about is this tall, skinny, white white dude 
who is just a hard worker. That's all I think about. I don't really think about talent. I don't think about yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, he's hard like precision. Like, like I, I don't think about like being this transcendent, like false like, god. You know, kind of. He's a false yeah, god. Like, he, yeah, like I don't like. It's, he's not he's like the LeBron James of the sport. He's like the. He how do had I say like he has had phenomenal games. Like I've looked up like all of his Super Bowl stats are pretty good, and especially in the ones he lost, which is ridiculous. Which is a ridiculous stat. But Peyton Manning did the same thing. Peyton Manning had really good stats in the Super Bowl that he lost, and the Super Bowls that he lost too. Um, any good quarterback should. Uh, but you know, um, with Tom Brady, the even in his winning ones, he was throwing five hundred yards in them and. Uh, he like he has feats. Like he has, there are. It's very easy to argue that he is the greatest of all time, even without his rings, because of where he stands statistically. But it's like, yeah, man, he's been in the league for nineteen years. Like you're gonna like that's why I'm like Drew Brees. Drew Brees has done it in half the time. Drew Brees has been in the league since like two thousand what two thousand one. No, no, I can't remember what, what year he was drafted in. But either way, Drew Brees has, hasn't been relevant. It wasn't relevant until like 2008-9. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't relevant until he really got Sean Payton and, and the Saints. He was never really relevant. So, and Drew Brees was able to go from being injury prone to not injury prone and being relevant and able to be the top in passing yards and the top in touchdowns of all time. Tom Brady took 19 years. So there's already that argument against his stats. Like his playoff stats, no, you can't argue with that because he's been in the league. He's, he's like been in the playoffs for like 15 years. You can't argue. Nobody's going to beat time. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, like if, if I put like, you know, to, um Okay, if look, if I if if I'm making dinner, right? If I'm if I'm grilling steak and my side is potatoes, and also and I and I'm like, what else am I gonna do? Well, I guess asparagus. Well, how can I make? How can I consolidate both things to cook them at once, right? Well, I'll just I'll preheat the oven to four twenty five. I'll put in my potatoes for thirty minutes, and in the last ten minutes of the potatoes, I'll put in the asparagus, right? Yeah. Well, then it's like that's pretty much like all right. Well, the potatoes are done. You just take out the potatoes, and you leave the asparagus in there. Like, what's going to happen? It's going to burn. It's like nothing. Uh, like, okay. I, 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 okay. I went way off with that analogy. I was trying like there's a different point to it, but I got too tied up about the potatoes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What I'm, like what I'm Not trying to say is like like what I'm trying to say. Tom Brady has been in the league. He's for been a in the league for a long time. So he's gonna have blo- stats. Bloated. Yeah, it's blo- yeah exactly. It's inflated, without a doubt. Just like his footballs and playoff games. So, <laughs> it, 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 I don't know. He he openly <laughs> cheats. The tuck rules, you know. Be like, I don't know. I just I've, he's a bad guy. He's, he's had a lot of good guy. look. He's a it's, good bad. It's really. He's yeah, he's a good bad guy. You you can it's it's easy to it's you love to hate him. Yeah, you know it's it's so easy. Like you look at his you look at his face. You look at it. He looks like the kind of bad guy. You know he yeah, looks he's like charming. That. He looks charming. Yeah, 
Yeah, he looks like that person's yeah. charming. He literally has yeah. everything like a man would dream of. You know, the supermodel girlfriend, the house ridiculous. that's like a million dollars. Well, yeah, everyone's. He's just ridiculous. Hollywood he, dream. You exactly. Know? Yeah, he's no. It's it's as opposed as opposed to Peyton Manning, who instead of like sticking to football, is doing commercials. Like he really should get a commentary job. Yeah, he really should. I don't. I I don't know. I, Peyton Manning is so unbelievably funny. Like, if you are listening to this, if you please, I, if you gave me Peyton, if you gave me Peyton Manning and Tony Romo for like a Monday night game, I. If you give me to Peyton Manning and Tony Romo just talking to each other over film, I would. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, <laughs> that would. Oh, that would. That would be beautiful. Especially like film of them playing each other because Peyton Manning's really good at talking oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> he is. Oh my god! Remember that like one shootout game they had? I would pay money if yeah. they would talk. Over watching film over that game, that would be beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it would be. It would be. Yeah, that Denver game where Peyton Manning ran in the touchdown. It took him fifteen minutes to do <laughs> the infamous game. Yeah, what was it like? It was like this is really high score. It was, was a like stupid high scoring game, but it was an awesome game. I remember that game so well. I remember that season like it was yesterday. Dude, the Legion of Where Boom. Where does the time go? Uh, Julius Thomas and Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker. Uh, they Man, had. He is forgotten. Eric Decker. He was retired. a machine. Yeah, he was. He like I think he had four in that one game that Peyton Manning broke the record in. I think he had four of the seven touchdowns. Yeah, Eric already machine. So well, yeah. So I think that's it. That does it. Yeah, I think, that, I think that was... we can split this up into two episodes. I think we should split the Houston and the Trubisky conversation up, and then do the predictions separately. Yeah, I think we'll post like predictions right before uh, Sunday. We'll just like yeah, like maybe Saturday. Or no, fuck, that's tomorrow. Shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so basically, like it will be in the morning. Yeah. Cool. All so, right, man. All right. I I have to I have to I have a girlfriend to take care of. <laughs> oh, we'll have fun with that. Yeah. All right. All right. Take care. Bye.